Hi and welcome back to the Happy Podcast. One of the big objectives of this podcast is to try and remove some of the barriers of knowledge sharing that can exist from time to time within our industries. And in this session, we're going to be looking at innovation or innovative solutions that are offered to either the NHS or to pharmaceutical companies, healthcare companies and medtech as well. I'm going to be speaking to a variety of different people who are in a position to offer those different solutions and are currently doing that. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome back to another session in the Happy Podcast. Um, welcome along and thanks for, for joining us today. I'm delighted to welcome Chris Roberts onto the podcast today to have a, a conversation in the series of Innovation in Pharma. Uh, Chris and I have just done some some work together, which uh, I was pleased to say was uh, a success from a, a recruitment perspective, but um, I'm going to allow Chris just uh, to give us an intro to, to him what he does as a, a day job, so everybody knows who uh, who you are, Chris. So welcome, thanks for coming on, and uh, uh, do you want to give us a bit of an intro to to who you are and, and what you do? Sure, yeah. Hi, Colin. Yeah, thanks for inviting me along. I'm uh, delighted to be here and part this program. So, yeah, my name is Chris Roberts. Uh, currently, I am National Sales Manager for the Speciality Care and Immunology Division uh, at Sobe UK. Uh, I've been in the pharmaceutical industry uh, just coming up for 24 years, 24 years at the end of this year. Uh, I started, as we all do, uh, as a primary care representative uh, and moved quickly into being a hospital specialist. I was a hospital specialist for about five years before becoming a regional manager. Uh, I did that for about five years and then became a national sales manager. And for the past 13, 14 years, I've been in national sales management, head of sales, business lead roles uh, for a variety of companies. So, uh, yeah, I've been a, a sales manager for, uh, well, since 2004. So uh, 18 years worth of sales management experience. So, Good. Um, and it's gone by in a flash. Yeah. And so, as, as I know, um, you know, we're talking about this uh, before we come on to this call. You're, you're a busy man. You're spinning a lot of plates. And uh, I tend to any kind of communication that, that, that I have with you seems to be out of hours. Um, in terms of uh, getting maybe answers to, to questions and stuff like that, which doesn't bother me in the slightest. But that's uh, that's when I know that you've you've kind of sat down, you've got your feet up, you're watching your beloved Liverpool um, and, uh, with the, the tops in the background. But uh, Yeah, yeah, I, um, I have um, uh, a team of uh, seven. Yeah. So I have uh, six key account managers. I've got one national account manager. We cover, uh, I have four products in my portfolio, uh, ranging from rare disease, very rare, to ultra or orphan disease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, extremely busy, uh, multiple therapy areas. Uh, we have across those brands, we have eight different indications as well. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's extremely challenging. And I cover the whole of the UK and the Republic of Ireland. So I'd like to yeah. say, yeah, my, uh, my time is busy, but yeah. um, actually... I much prefer that. Much yeah, you prefer like that. that. Yeah, yeah, you like that. Because, uh, uh, you, you, you were saying it's much better. Yeah, than, than yeah. Tapping your hands on your desk for sure. You were saying the other day you can't you can't sit still either. So you you quite you quite you quite like that. Well, and I, I, I'm the same. I mean, life moves a lot quicker when you're when you're busy instead of just kind of you know that those times where it's a bit of a downtime. So uh, so you're, you're at the end of the day you're a busy man. You're looking after yep. you're looking after a lot um, across the UK. 
but a good it's, it's all those things are in a good place for you at the moment um good yeah. place for Sobe. so what, what we're on to, on this series to talk about is um innovation within pharma and um the reason i asked you to come on chris is is obviously you and i have had a, had a bit of interaction recently and um obviously talking to you i i know that over the years you've you've been involved in maybe the other side of the fence when people have presented um, what they believe to be innovative ideas to you um, that you've maybe uh, brought in and put into action within your roles as, as a manager, perhaps within Sobe or, or other places. But it's really just a, a, a first and foremost, a general discussion about innovation in pharma, how key that is. And then we'll, we'll go on to talk about, you know, a couple of other things um, uh, in terms of more related and how important it is, you know, uh, within within your day job as well. So. Um, Innovation within within our industry. You you obviously uh, are a manager, and and you see it. How how important is it for you to see innovative ideas, innovative solutions, either being presented to you by your team, or perhaps you know from from an from an outside source coming in and offering you some help um, within Sobe? Yeah, I think first and foremost, I think innovation is essential in in any walk of life for us as a business mm-hmm. we, you know, we're, we're a relatively small uh, business compared to some of the other companies that i've worked for mm-hmm. in some of the, the big uh, uh, the bigger companies like takeda shire pfizer um so so we're, we are resource light um so innovation new ideas ways of achieving uh, an additive uh, effect in, in the outputs that we deliver it is essential mm-hmm. um yeah for me i think I guess it goes without saying innovation needs to be different, but it needs to be something that is bespoke to to us as a business, yeah. uh, something that, that that we don't already possess mm-hmm. or, or don't have the time to do. So uh, for, for me, be it somebody who's coming presenting to me or, or my wider uh, team around a new idea or a different way of doing things, or whether my team come to me and say, I've got this idea, what yeah. do you think? Yeah. Um, I think it is absolutely pivotal to how mm-hmm. we move forward for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I think you're obviously as a as a recruiting manager on occasions over the years as well. Uh and and I see this as well. The the candidates for me that stand out when you talk to them um are the are the ones that you know come to you say, I've got an idea. Um I, w- I want to share this with you. And not not everything works. Not not everything will 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 pass, but um, I think as soon as we get to the point, or if hopefully we'll never get to the point where we don't allow for that innovation, and we don't allow for these ideas to be expressed openly, um, then it becomes dead. It becomes a you know a little bit of a boring place to be, doesn't it? From from our industry point of view. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the, the key to uh, innovation and certainly internal innovation is a feeling and a culture of uh, of safety mm-hmm. so someone who can come in and and deliver an idea with the knowledge and the comfort that actually that that is embraced yeah. so someone can someone i i certainly try to encourage my team wherever possible to come up with new ideas mm-hmm. look at different ways of doing things with with the knowledge that whatever it is uh, that, that we can look at it rather than it being poo-pooed or or Mm -hmm. no we just can't look at that but actually then we have to make sure that or i certainly do have to make sure that i i take the time to engage with those individuals around those ideas Mm -hmm. yes we've got 
you know issues around the, the, the code and we work within the mm-hmm. code of practice yes of course so there's going to be some ideas some innovations that we just cannot run with us on that basis yeah but there's always a way of exploring how we can deliver different innovation within the the, the confines of the code to make yeah. it a compliant uh, idea so certainly for me the key is people feeling like they are able to be proactive to offer ideas to come up with different ways of doing things in an environment that is is comfortable yeah. one that is not not somewhere where people feel restricted mm-hmm. for, for me that is the key that you, you alluded to um that that feeling of safety yeah. is really important yeah so if people don't feel that and they, they that, that culture doesn't exist yeah. i think innovation starts to become stagnant for sure yeah yeah we um so we, we've recruited within within my day job at evolve we've recruited um some kind of relatively inexperienced people into our team so graduates or people with with you know little experience but they're the ones that you know that, that, that they, they come and they present what about this and what about that because they have no baggage um and they're not they're not bringing things or that oh, we've always done it like that so so that that's the way that i'm going to continue doing it uh, and there's a, there's a time and a place for that. There's a time and a place for that, you know, that that stability. And there's a time and a place for that knowledge and wisdom and experience to, you know, to be involved within your team. But there's also now, and I think even more so in the past two or three years, there should be more of an opportunity for people to say, right, let's stop. Let's think about this. What's the problem um, with with here? So where's what solution can we come up with within the code of conduct and within what, what we do as well? So... In your experience as a manager, you've probably seen loads of things been presented to you and loads of things that ideas, you know, given to you. What would you say, without maybe mentioning companies or, or whatever, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, what would you say you've seen that has, has really worked? And what would you say is, has not really worked? Yeah, I mean, I, we, we've had, or I've certainly had uh, lots of different ways of enhancing my uh, the sales team that I have. In terms of extra resource, the data that we we have and that we utilise, be it either sales data and the way we look at that, or other data around brands and products and and the therapy area. So, so a whole heap of different uh, um, solutions that have been mm-hmm. offered to us. In, in terms of what works, it is absolutely got to be that is someone something that is different mm-hmm. to what we currently hold in-house within our own resource so it has to be a different but it also has to be be bespoke to what what we need so in uh, in terms of what works versus what doesn't that individualization of uh, a, um, a proposition is absolutely essential so there are lots of different companies that offer very similar uh, um, uh, propositions mm-hmm. but actually the key difference is when that that company takes the time to find out a lot more about the challenges that we face yeah. and then, then come and present an idea or a proposition based on those challenges mm-hmm. rather than a broad brushstroke. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that's what works. What doesn't work is coming and saying, this is the solution we have to offer. It covers X, Y, Z, this, mm-hmm. that, the other. What do you need? Mm-hmm. It actually needs to be the flip side around. So I know when, when we did it, Colin, with, uh, with, with you and your, your team, we had a really intensive discussion about what was what was needed yeah the type of person that was needed the challenge that was that 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 was faced by the individuals that came in so it really made sure that those individuals that came through for me from an interview perspective 
um, uh, were the were good, strong, suitable mm-hmm. candidates. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes uh, a, a massive difference. And, and certainly for me, for my time, yeah, I don't have a lot of time to go away and it, analyze and evaluate and mm-hmm. do things differently. So it's it, it's been presented with a a unique proposition mm-hmm. that is bespoke to my needs that I can mm-hmm. go away and quickly assess. And, and that's what makes it different. So, so you're, you're on the, the kind of slightly other side of the fence from a, a couple other people that I've interviewed in this series for, for innovation, because a couple other people I've interviewed are external to the industry, have involvement in the industry, maybe have been ex-industry and then, you know, going and started their own business and, and, and going to to work in partnership with pharma companies as well. Um, so uh, you must, I would imagine, get presented with ideas or pitches or solutions or what what you what they obviously the, the company think is a solution to a problem that you might have on a on a kind of fairly fairly regular basis are you quite open to my experience is that you are um in terms of quite open into to listening to, to to different ideas and listening to external to suppliers that can maybe as you say add value to to, to what it is that you do yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we, we don't always all have all the solutions. So it's no, always exactly. interesting yeah. to hear different perspectives, people's different ideas. Um, yeah, as you say, I am definitely somebody that will take an idea and run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, I, if I can see there is a, a benefit to, to what we do internally, uh, and, and particularly if it's going to be something that is utilised and rolled out directly by my team it's whether the, the, those guys it's, i can see it's going to be a benefit for them and make their life easier mm-hmm. uh, or or have a greater impact from them mm-hmm. absolutely i'm more interested in, I, I would be interested in hearing new ideas new innovations and be willing to to champion those moving forward mm-hmm. i think it is, as well um it's it's key whether that idea is presented to you by one of your team or whether that idea is presented to you by an external source they, they don't always come through um, but I think it's always good to have that. I mean, we are, we are key, certainly, again, in my day job at Evolve when we're working with candidates and clients. Feedback is so key. Feedback is absolutely crucial. You know, as a candidate, if you're not going to be successful, <clears throat> certainly getting that job if you're latter stages, um, we would always ask for feedback. And I think it's I think that's also important as well. So if, if you present a, an innovative solution or what you believe to be a, a, an innovative idea and it's it's rejected, it's, it's important to, I think, for that person to come back and say, look, this is why we're not going to run with this um, because of this, this, this. So there might be aspects of that idea that work, but actually right now, for whatever reason, we're not, we're not, going, to, we're not going to run with it. So it's the same in the whole recruitment side of it as well. Um, the, the, the last bit I would, I would say we maybe kind of talk about, so we've talked about, you know, innovative solutions within within our companies and people presenting them to them. The end user and the people that you know, obviously, you are focused on, which is your customers and and the and the NHS. Um, how open do you think that doctors and nurses, clinicians, people that effectively are going to be using your products? How open do you think they are to innovative with ideas of either communicating or innovative ideas of? Of using your products, do you think? Do you think they are, you, you know, they're more open to that now, or do you think they're still? No, no, I'm quite, I'm quite, you know, um, set in my ways in terms of how we communicate with you or or how you present this to us. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think we alluded to me being busy. I know you're extremely busy. Everybody is busy at work, isn't it? It's extremely busy, but certainly from an NHS perspective, uh, given the, the current situation, uh, the pandemic and the challenges that that's Absolutely, provided, yeah. It, it, you know, it, there are there's probably nobody else that is busier in the country at the moment mm-hmm. Than, mm-hmm. than the guys that work in the NHS at all different levels. So I think there absolutely is a desire and a need for us to be much more specific, much more bespoke, to make sure that when when we do have time as an industry with uh, uh, key customers within the NHS, that we are really clear and very effective and very impactful. And, mm-hmm. and, and through that, I think there is there is an appetite for us to interact with them, but but on a basis that is really clear, we have a really clear objective, <clears throat> but that comes from having a really open discussion at the outset. So, so we talked about uh, earlier about when we initiated the project for for recruitment, and you guys were really clear uh, around what what my needs were. We had a, an in depth discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's really important from a uh, from a an interaction with with anybody in the NHS. The whole kind of, yeah, the whole kind of needs analysis part, isn't it? Yeah, we, we need to be really clear. As you know, we're we're spending some time with you. What what is it that you want to get from yeah. from, from this time that we spend together, and then make sure that we are capable of presenting through whichever channel that is, be it an omni-channel approach, virtual, in-person, and we provide the right level of material. I Mm -hmm. think that it's maybe not innovative, but it's maybe a real challenge to us in order to make sure that we make maximize the the time we have with with these customers who are really pressurized in terms of the time that they have. Have you ever found some of the innovative over the years, maybe, I put you in the spot here a little bit, but some of the innovative ideas have actually come from the NHS. So they've actually come from from customers. You know, so you, 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 you're, you're talking to a customer about something particular, and all of a sudden a customer says, "Have you thought about doing this? Have you have you thought about you know have you thought about doing that?" Yeah, yeah. I, it, I mean, there's a couple of things. One that is very recent in terms of an interaction I've had with, with a customer who was, who it, it's maybe not that innovative. But the, the the suggestion was around the materials that are provided, mm-hmm. and that the, they require materials more electronically rather than hard copy yeah. materials that they want, because yeah. that would help them. So it's it's a real need for them. So we need to make sure that we have that capability of delivering mm-hmm. that. Um, and again, one that was really clear to me when uh, I started in working, particularly within pediatrics, was um, a one customer had suggested to me that actually a lot of our patient information was aimed at the parents of the of the children okay. yeah so they should maybe think about delivering materials that is age relevant yeah so again great idea is something that we, we weren't weren't providing at that point but now we have bespoke booklets that we're able to to hand out and, and children can read them themselves mm-hmm. um if, if they're going on to the uh, the treatments and around the condition that they're, they're suffering with as well. so, yeah yeah it's a great idea mm-hmm. Just one that because you're close to it, sometimes you just don't think about yeah, it. You don't think about it, yeah. And it's and when you th- think about it, it's actually quite quite a simple idea in in, in many ways. Yeah, and um, I, I think that's when you start to see, you know, the, you know, pharma and the NHS working really, really well together. You know, coming up with innovative ideas, and we've you know we've seen that fairly recently with, for example, the vaccine rollout. Where you and I, because we're part of of pharma and different, you know, different um, parts of the industry, 
we we could recognize and we could see you know um and we knew what the, the, these companies were going to do in terms of develop the vaccine etc very impressed by the speed at which they they did that um but obviously to the wider public who are not part of this industry all of a sudden the the the, the pennies dropping in terms of all right that's how pharma works with the nhs um because to you and i it's you know yeah well that that's exactly how it works but uh, to a lot of people you know, they don't really know that. They, they didn't know that the shot that they're getting into their arm is produced by one of these companies that are familiar to you and I on a daily basis, but are brand new to, to Joe Bloggs and everybody else who's part of, of something different. And that, that I, um, you know, I was, I was, I suppose, in a way quite proud of, you know, being part of an industry that you go, yeah, absolutely, we do add a huge amount of value because we can be at the, at the other end of getting a bit of a slating sometimes. And, yeah. sometimes rightly so. Um, but it, if it wasn't for these brilliant minds in our industry, um, uh, the vaccines maybe wouldn't be there, there certainly as quickly. So, um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think it's, I think that's probably the, the perfect example of one of the biggest sets of innovation in recent time, is it? certainly within our industry, which is that um, not only have we taken something that has gone from zero to a vaccine within a very short period of time, but there is a also um, a, 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 the rollout and logistical innovation around that as well to make sure that not only is the number of doses manufactured, but mm-hmm. that they are distributed to, uh, to, to the people that are delivering them and then we are covering as much of the population we can. So it's been an incredible um, uh, demonstration mm-hmm. of innovation i think over the last couple of years between nhs and farmer industry yeah innovation and partnership and you know and just where, where, where the two really kind of come together and work together and, and just it's as somebody said um that i was speaking to in one of the other uh, podcasts for this is part of the reason that, that probably happened is because so many of the regulations were just kind of shut down you know and they're not shut down but kind of removed just yeah get rid of that because we need to, we need to move. We need to get things moving again, um, and that—that's obviously why that, why that worked, and why that, why that certainly helped. So, um, so I, I would say that the, the kind of final part in this, just to kind of wrap things up, you and I talked about this before we came on to the podcast. Is um, you kind of hinted that the best ideas are the ones that are tailored to that particular need. Because it's very easy to go in with a suite of ideas. You know, I've got, mm-hmm. this, I've got 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 this. How important, you know, for your sales guys and your commercial team, your marketing guys, when they come up with innovative ideas and innovative solutions, is it for them to be tailoring it to that particular customer or that particular end user? Yeah, I think it's absolutely essential because the the end user has got to be able to visualize themselves using the uh, the idea or, or the, the 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 piece of software, wherever it is that we're offered. So it, it's got to be something that um, the the, in, the person on the on the receiving end of the proposition can look at it and go, absolutely, I can see that this is going to enhance my day job it's going to make things easier it's going to make it more impactful for me it's going to allow me to analyze my data much more easily mm-hmm. so i think it's absolutely essential that that those ideas are bespoke mm-hmm. um otherwise it it starts to get lost in the whole myriad of other work that we do yeah uh, so it can become something that is a tool that that sits there for us to potentially go 
if I remember, then I will use it. Whereas mm -hmm. it needs to be something that is, I, I'm, this is so good mm -hmm. that I'm going to absolutely uh, implement it mm -hmm. from day one and, and every day moving forward from that. So yeah, yeah absolutely paramount. And one, and one idea might work for one customer in the morning, but that might be something completely different for that customer in the afternoon, you know, because the customer in the morning might like the innovative idea of presenting to them digitally. That's fine. But the customer in the afternoon likes that, you know, eyeball to eyeball, sitting in front of a coffee kind of discussion. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why now, uh, certainly key account managers or people who are out in the road or people who are representing, you know, your company, whether it's Sobe or whatever, we're trying to be, you need to be as adaptable as you possibly can. Gone are the days now of, of you know, just turning up, you know, showing the detail aid, going through the detail aid, and I mean, that, that's, that's, that's gone because every customer has different needs now. Um, and, you know, our industry and individually, we need to be as adaptable as possible. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that, that's one of the, the key bits of innovation that will evolve over the, it has been and will continue to evolve. It is, mm -hmm. is like you say, how you integrate those different levels of or different channels of communicating with with, mm -hmm. with our customers from a farmer point of view. Mm -hmm. I, don't know how, I, I don't know how more advanced it can actually get. It's it, yeah. it's it, not it's not completely relatable. But I was I think I was chatting to somebody the other day out in, out in the street. And we're just chatting about um, tellies. Okay, it's, it's not necessarily innovation, but you think how more advanced can can technology actually actually get yeah. um you know in terms of what, what what it can offer and um you know I, I think you're right that we've seen incredible advancements in how we communicate with our customers over the past two or three years and and all good and if it's enhanced and, and it can work really well but you think well what's next what's that how 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 um how can that be improved even more and then and it can but i don't have the yeah. means to do that yeah, well, like I say, it's uh, um, previously, I, yeah, it, it's beyond me at the moment in, in terms of my yeah. ideas and innovation. But there is, I think it's it, it's it's important that we we are able to effectively implement the options that we've got at the moment. There's so yeah. many different options available to us as a farmer industry to interact with our uh, our customers that we need to make sure that we are. It goes back to that original bit, making sure it's bespoke to the needs of the individual. Yeah, uh, and it's the same in any industry. In, in, but from, from our point of view, it, we may well be interacting with one customer in a certain department that prefers a face-to-face -face meeting, like you say, but mm -hmm. the, the person that sits in the office next door may actually say, well, no, I find virtual interactions much more beneficial, mm -hmm. so that's the only way I'm going to do it. So mm -hmm. so that, that, in, that the, the kind of combination of integration of the different ways that in itself is going to be a key innovation as to mm -hmm. how people... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 without a doubt, without a doubt. Before you know it, um, I'll see you on TikTok and all these uh, social media platforms doing all these daft things, trying to communicate. Yeah, I've um, I've got a big step to make on that because I'm not a particularly big uh, <laughs> um, uh, virtual uh, uh, Facebook, TikTok, none of that kind of thing. So no, uh, no, I'm not my Wi-Fi, yes, but me, no. I think I think to um, you know farmers get you know a long way to go before that that maybe is integrated as a, as a major a major tool for innovation or, or how or how we work. But um, yeah. that's that's what the that's what the youngsters are doing. And I still I still regard myself as young as I'm sure you do as well. So um, but who knows? Listen, it's yeah, been yeah, really I, good. I, 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 I totally agree. I think in terms of you know 
people growing up now, and that is the, the way mm-hmm. that, that they look at everything. They take all the news information comes from the phone, TikTok, etc. Et yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does. it's going to be a, a, a key hurdle for us to to overcome in terms of how we can communicate that way. It does. It does. There was a, there was I can't remember where the start was. One of the BBC News programs, and it's saying that that how youngsters receive their information or how they take their information and the top the top two were TikTok and I think it was either TikTok and Twitter or if it wasn't one of these social it wasn't the news. It wasn't yeah. sitting down at six o'clock, you know, while we were having your dinner and what it wasn't that. And um because it's just a constant stream of news coming out all the time. Um yeah. and that 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 you know dependency if you want to call it urgency or on getting information now um, is is it's just incredible how it's changed over the past few years. So um, maybe if if you and I are doing another podcast in four years' time, it'll be a you know a different a different conversation, different way in which we're communicating. But um, Chris, listen, thank you so much for giving me some of your time today. Um, I really appreciate it. It's that's that's been good of you to do that. We've we've discussed you know a, a few. The experiences of innovation, where it's worked, where it's where it's maybe not worked so well, um, and I think it's the, the the overriding thing that I'm getting from a lot of people is that we need to, as you say, a good way of putting it is is continue to have that space for ideas and for innovation to be shared, um, and for that honest conversation about no that won't work and yes that will work, and, yeah. and uh, empowering people you know to to go ahead and, and try these things out so. Um, Hopefully, and I'm sure people watching this and listening to it have, have, have got something from it. Um, I, I do hope they have. So thank you for your time. Good to see you again and really, really appreciate you you coming on today, Chris. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Uh, it was good to see you as well. Thanks for inviting me along, uh, Colin. I've really enjoyed it. You're very welcome. Okay, take care. Bye for now. Okay, bye-bye. Cheers. Cheers.